Are you ready for the word this morning? Those of you that don't know me, as Carrie said, I'm Pastor Carolyn. I'm excited for our topic this morning. Last week, Pastor Brad talked to us on um, how God has called us to walk as we sojourn on this earth. He developed the four points that will change our mindset. Resetting our mind is so important. He, he talked to us about praise. He talked to us about prayer and to protect our minds and to point our minds toward the word of God in the right direction. He made the statement, when you point your mind in the right direction, you are pointing your life in the right direction. Literally pointing your life in the right direction. I, 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 I couldn't get over that. I left here uh, last week going, okay, Carolyn, okay, point your life in the right direction. Get this word as final authority in your life. And um, he talked to us uh, about as a man thinks, so he is. So I want to ask you this morning, if God gave you a key that would unlock the doors that your enemy slams in front of you, what would you do? Would you grab for it? Would you slap it out of my hand and go, I want it? Or would you go, eh, come see, come saw? I don't know. What would you do? I think that's something for us to think about. Even right now, what will I do if there's a key? And I'm here to tell you that the key you've been looking for is freely given. The decision at hand will be, will we freely receive it? It's a decision. Remember, God had Joshua speak to all the people. And I believe God is speaking to all of us this morning. Choose this day whom you will serve. What I love, what I love, Carissa, is that we get to choose this day as in today, November 7th, right? Am I right? <laughs> we get to choose. And so um, as I go through this lesson with you, I just hope you're perking up your listening ears because I am. And, uh, and I want to 100% in the fullness what God is offering to us. What is it? It's faith. The key is faith. You might go, faith in what? Faith in what? Faith in what our God has spoken to us. We're his kids. We can't take that lightly. We're his children. What has he spoken to us? What has he promised to us? What can we grab hold of and say, my father said so? I'm telling you, if my dad, if daddy said something, that's the way it was in our household. And I knew that I could hold on to it for dear life because daddy said it. Faith. What has your daddy promised to you? I've read that there are more than 3,000 promises in the Word of God. Wayne, 3,000. What are we going to do about it? What are we going to do? 
Do we know what those promises are? I don't know all 3,000. Does that disqualify me? No. It does not disqualify me. And it does not disqualify you. But I'm telling you, the more of these promises that we get down, the better off we will be. The more will we be able to apply the key to faith in what Daddy has said. In 2 Corinthians 5, 7, it says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. Okay? Habakkuk 2, 4. This is a prophet, Habakkuk. And here's what God had him say to us. The just, that's you, shall live by faith. Eek. Every day, every week, every, yeah, every hour. He wants us to get so in love with him and his word that we live by it every minute of every day, or at least attempt to. I'm going to get there someday. How about you? Something I want you to see, though. The just shall live by faith. Those two words, shall live. Here's what they mean in the Hebrew. Chaya, C-H-A-Y-A-H, is how you spell it. And here's what it means. Okay, go ahead. You know, we put hand lotion on in the morning. We get all greased up. Okay, grease up. Here's what it means. To be preserved. To flourish. To enjoy life. To live in happiness. I love this one. To breathe. To be animated. Yep, that would be me. To, to recover health. To live continuously. Come on. Not with a one-year pause in faith. No, to live continuously in him. I'm, I, you know what? I could say amen, and your life would be changed if we could grasp it. And I believe we are going to today because I've been praying and praying for me and for you. Jack Hayford said, Faith is the key that releases the resources of heaven into our situation. Just for a moment, I encourage you to reflect on the circumstances you need God to move in. Faith is the key that releases the resources of heaven. Wow. Do you see the release in your life? What is it? I don't know. You know. You know so clearly, so loudly. What is it? that you need the resources of heaven released into. I want to talk to you about four truths today. Truth number one, rightly dividing the word of God. Number two, confidently believing the word of God because daddy said it. Three, accurately applying the word of God. Four, firmly fighting for the word of God. I met with Pastor Brad for, I don't know, maybe an hour and a half. I think he planned on an hour and he got an hour and a half. <laughs> Here's the thing. I said to Pastor Brad, if you ask me what I want, to be God to accomplish in this message today, it is that I want us, God's people, to get fight in our hearts, to get 
fight, and I'm not saying fight the politicians, fight the doctors, fight. No, I'm saying fight what counts, right, Darlene? Look at, I'm just looking out at you. You are a fighter, little woman. You gotta, we have to fight. I'm telling you, follow that woman's path, and you're gonna come out fighting. It's what God wants. It's what he always wanted. He wants us, to number one, to rightly divide the word of God. We have to look to rightly divide. What, what do you do? How do you do that? You look at the context of the scripture that is written. And then you look at the old and the new, and you balance them out and see what they're saying. What are they proving to, you, to our understanding? And then you take line upon line, precept upon precept, and you compare them. Before you buy into a new concept in the Word of God, because there'll be new... I think as long as we're alive on this earth, there'll be new things that we're learning and that we have been told wasn't true and is true. And well, I'll give you an example. Baptism of the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in tongues. I was told when I was 27 years old, oh, Carolyn, that is not of God. Well, it was too late. I had already read the book of Acts and read two books about, by people that um, taught on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So, regarding the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I could give you scriptures, Carrie, probably all day long on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I'm only requiring three for you to consider <laughs> all day long. The word is full of that truth. What else is it full of that we have not set our hearts to know, understand, believe, and live? Rightly dividing the word of God is the root system for God's pe people. You go, whoa, 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 wait, 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 root system? No, you know the Bible says that you are a tree of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, whereby he will be glorified through you. You're his tree. What are our roots looking like? They gotta have that word of God. They've got to suck up the truth and then be like a river planted by rivers of living water, Bob, whose leaf will not wither when the heat comes. Not if the heat comes, when the heat comes. How do I know the heat's gonna come to your life? Because I because I've lived longer than all of you. <laughs> Phooey. <laughs> the heat comes because John 10.10 10 says a thief comes not but to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. I'm going for it. How about you? Rightly dividing the word of God. If only Eve had taken the time to find out what God actually said regarding the fruit of the tree of the, of, uh, the knowledge of good and evil, we'd be living in a different space today. Genesis 3, 4, and 6 says... Then the serpent said to the woman, You will surely not die. She told him, God says we'll die if we partake of that fruit. Oh, 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 come on. You're, 
you're surely not going to die. Isn't that the way the enemy works? Because he is a liar and he is the father of lies. I mean, he's the daddy of lies. And he says, she says, he says to her, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God. I think he had that kind of drama in it. <laughs> Knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and it was pleasant for the eyes and a tree to make one wise... She took of the fruit and ate. Ooh, she also gave to her husband and he ate. Whole nother topic. We'll go there another day. <laughs> but hear this scripture. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is choosing worldliness. First John 2.16 says, For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, is not of the Father, but of the world. Wow. Wow. Where are our eyes going? Are we lusting with our eyes? Where are the gates that God has given this temple of the Holy Ghost? Where are our ears? Where are our eyes? What is our mouth saying? You see, the reason it's so important we speak this today, hear it today, and live it from this day forward is that the enemy goes around like a roaring lion seeking who he may devour. I'm saying over you, he cannot and will not devour you because you're not going to let him. You are not going to let him. I'm believing that. So truth number two, confidently believing the word of God. You see... In Genesis 17, 17, the angel of the Lord came to Abraham and told him he would come out of the land of Ur and you will be the father of many nations. And then Abraham laughed. Do you know what I think? I actually believe he was so tickled. Are you kidding me? We've tried and tried to have children, and it's just not happening. He laughed. And in Genesis 18, 12, we see where the angel of the Lord was talking to Abraham and again mentioning he would be the father of nations. He has no babies, you guys. No babies. He's going to be the father of nations. Some of you have no hope right now for where you are living, for what the politicians are saying, for what the doctors are saying, for what has happened when you look horizontally on this earth. But if it's true, this wouldn't have happened and that wouldn't have happened. And No, no, I'm telling you, don't look sideways. We don't know one iota of the details that God knows. And I'm encouraging me first, you next, to begin to look heavenly. Let your soul escape as a bird out of the snare of the fowler. Lift up your eyes to the hills from where your help comes. That's what we need to do today going forward 
Romans 4, 19 through 21 in the Passion says, in spite of being nearly 100 years old when the promise of having a son was made, his faith was so strong that it could be undermined by the fact that he and Sarah were, listen, listen, incapable of having children. They were so far beyond childbearing possibilities. So far. Some of you have had decrees made over you because of your past. Because of a learning disability, they say you have. Because of words of a doctor or family members. I mean, can you believe that God has... I just came back from Texas doing a conference down there. And yet my brother, who I worshipped the ground he walked on, said to me, Oh, Carolyn. He was four years older. That'll explain a lot. <laughs> oh, Carolyn, shut up. Your voice goes right through me. It's so hilarious. It's so hilarious. One of the first things God asked me to do as a minister of the gospel was have a radio program. Oh, that is such a panic. <laughs> I mean, you're in front of this wall that has a clock on it, and they're going, five, four, three, two, one, go. Hi, I'm Carolyn. <laughs> and I could hear my brother's voice. Shut your voice goes right through me. Some of you are living that kind of stuff. And God says, that was yesterday. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, If any man be in Christ, old things pass away. Harry, your words are dead to me. <laughs> Old things pass away. All things become new. What do you need to become new in your life today? So when Abraham was told to leave the land of Ur and that he'd be a father of nations, he was 75. Sarai, her name was at the time, was 65. Are you kidding me? They waited 25 years for the promise. And now we have Israel. Now we have the Jewish nation, the firstborn child of God. Was it worth waiting for? Was it worth standing on that word, not looking to the right, not looking to the left, but going forward with what Daddy said? One key away. One key. Faith. God said it. I believe it. And that's the way it's going to be. I maybe don't see it right now, but I see it in my spirit. You see, it's, instead of looking at all the hard stuff and all the minute details, I wonder if us women are better at that than you guys. <laughs> minute details. Abraham believed the word. He said what God said. His confession was what his God promised. He praised God for the promise, and he received the promise 25 years later. But do you think he regretted waiting for one single second? 
not when he had that baby in his arms. And he knew out of the loins of this one is going to come many, many nations. What's going to come out of your faith? You're holding on to God. Well, you and God will know that. You will know the answer to that. But I'm saying when God has given you a word of promise, don't let go. Years ago, my back, uh, my, my kids were just little guys, just uh, probably six months old and, and two years old. My back was so bad. Oh, Bob, you remember the pain I was in? I'm, we're talking P-A-I-N. I could not, if I saw lint on the floor, here's what I'd have to do. And get it. The pain was beyond words. And I was a new Christian, new. I had found out that Jesus, according to Isaiah 53, look it up, he bore my sicknesses and carried my pain. Pain. He carried it. What? He carried it? So I did, I brought some crazy things for you to see. I know you can't really see them, but pretend you can. It'll make me feel better. <laughs> I drew a map. The things I was believing God for, because I'm visual, I drew, this, this is really hilarious, 1985. <laughs> you are being blessed today. And here's the things I was believing God for. And then I typed up scriptures, three scriptures for every single item I'm believing God for. And I started walking them. I started standing on them and believing it because Daddy said so. I mean, my marriage wasn't in good shape. Did you know that, Bob? <laughs> my body was falling apart. They sent me to... Um, an orthopedic surgeon and he gave me the verdict he said Carolyn it's bad some of you have been there you've heard these kinds of decrees right Teresa and he said Carolyn here's the thing you have degenerating disc, degenerative disc disease your spine is deteriorating and eventually you will be in a wheelchair. What? What? So, I got mad. I want you to get mad today. I want you to say to your God, to the devil, and to yourself off Pastor Brad's message, tell your mind what it's going to think. And I started writing every scripture I could find that had the healing power of God in it, scripture after scripture, and I could give you more stuff. And I started claiming them and standing on them and believing God for them. And I refused to let the enemy, who is the author of poverty, sickness, and death, destroyed marriages, lost jobs, helplessness, hopelessness. I'm telling you, get the truth. What did your father say? What has your father promised you? And I look at this really silly little map. I can't believe I'm even showing it to you. And I go, God, I did it. I did the radio program. Yeah, I didn't get up at 6 a.m. and pray every day. Okay, well, so I lost one. I have a godly husband. It was not true in 1985. 
okay, Bob, I will. <laughs> that signs and wonders would follow when I preach the word of truth because God so wants his people set free. And I've seen it happen. I wish we could sit down for a month and I could tell you the signs, the wonders, the miracles that your God has done for others. How much more will he do for you? Oh, it's so amazing, you guys. <sighs> yeah, I didn't lead Stephanie to Christ. It didn't work. But I led Russ, my father-in-law, to Christ. Oh, I led my sister to Christ. My back was totally healed. Totally healed. I went to a conf... Oh, oh, what I need to tell you. Yikes, Pastor Brad, I think I'm probably way off. I'm sorry, it's your fault. You asked me. No. <laughs> My back was totally healed. And what I really want you to hear is that I believed and... I'm not saying look at me. I'm saying look what God will do for you. Give him the time he needs to bring things forth. Give him what he needs, your faith, your hope. He's already given you his faith. He says he gave you a measure of faith. Use it, let it grow, build on it. Build on it. And I'm telling you, I read every book I could read on faith. I, back then, I'm aging myself a little I listened to every cassette tape until they wore out. They were just hanging in the plastic because I couldn't hear enough. I couldn't give enough. Is it true that God means what he says? Yes, he means what he says. Two and a half years I'm not saying it might be two and a half minutes for you. It might be 25 for some things. Like Abraham. Oops. Like Abraham. Ask me. Thank you, hon. Is it worth? Is it worth the two and a half years I spent trusting Daddy for what he promised and I'm up here to tell you today I'm 75 it's so worth it I've had a life of fullness with God and I haven't been in a wheelchair well except for two months Carrie God is good God is good Point number three, accurately applying the word of God. Let's take a turn in the road and let's look at a man named Achan who did not believe what God said. God taught Achan's leader, Joshua. He taught him, Joshua 1.8, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it and then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success I'm telling you it makes me want to leap and jump for you you will make your way prosperous. You will have good success when you are meditating and living and speaking and being a doer of this word. Achan took lightly what God said. God, the people of God were getting ready. 
to go into Jericho and defeat it. In Joshua 6, 18, God warned them. He gave them a directive and he said, and you, by all means, abstain from the accursed things, lest you become accursed. When you take the accursed things and make the camp of Israel a curse and trouble it, he warned them, don't do it. Don't take of the accursed things. Don't take the th sin and the accursed thing that the world offers you. Don't do it. Because it can affect you and your family, your children, your mom, your dad. Your, it can affect people all around you. So Israel defeated Jericho by following exactly what God said to do. They came to the next city and they needed to defeat and that they needed to defeat and Joshua sent men into Ai to check it out Joshua 7:3 says the men came back and said no problem don't let all the people go up but let 2 or 3000 men go up and attack Ai do not weary all the people there. For the people of Ar, they're few. It's no big deal. So about 3,000 men went up there from the people. But they fled before the men of Ai. And here's the sad thing. And the men of Ai struck down, were struck down about 36 men. For they chased them from before the gate as far as Shabarim and struck them down on the descent. Therefore, the hearts of the people melted and became like water. Do you see the fruit? Here's the, well, I'm going to read on. Verse 10, so the Lord said to Joshua, get up. Why do you lie thus on your face? Israel has sinned, and they have also transgressed my covenant, which I commanded them. For they have even taken of the accursed things, and have both stolen and deceived. And they have also put it among their own stuff. When Achan, which his name means trouble, when Achan was found out to be the culprit that caused 36 men to die. He says, this is what I've done. Verse 21. When I saw among the spoils a Babylonian garment, 200 shekels of silver and a wedge of gold weighing 50 shekels. I coveted them and I took them. And there they are hidden in the earth in the midst of my tent with the silver under it. Isn't it something how we hide our sin? Isn't it something how we bury it in our homes so that those we live with won't see it? And yet fruit is being born of that sin let's put it where we live I mean I know a Babylonian garment and some silver and gold well we kind of get the silver and gold no no it's like you seeing a pair of Nike shoes oh they are perfect they're just what I've always wanted and if I just take them, nobody's going to notice. Oh, if, if, I, if I just... Uh, an iPhone is just sitting around. What are they, $700 or something? Just, well, it's just sitting there. And, and we take it and make it ours. Or a Visa charge card. And we go, oh, nobody will know. I'll just make phone calls. 
charge on it nobody will even know they won't look at my picture they won't compare it Whew. here's the problem Joshua didn't pray like he did over Jericho he didn't ask God God what do you say shall we go in remember Moses said to God if he said if your presence doesn't go with us don't take us up oops Joshua forgot that lesson and 36 men died and a city that should have been defeated became victorious for a while don't neglect prayer don't neglect the word of God God wants his church to cease to be passive fight the good fight of faith I'm going to give you a few scriptures here if you're taking notes fight oh I bet it's up there fight the good fight of faith 612 in Tim at first Timothy endure hardness as a good soldier 2nd Timothy 2 3 resist the devil James 4 7 take the sword of the spirit spirit Ephesians 6 17 this is fight talk this is warrior talk this is weapon language fight get fight in your heart to not let this enemy have territory that's yours it is God given and it's if it's in here it's God given and it's yours don't give it away don't let him have it Mario Murillo says God has chosen to act in answer to prayer he waits until his people rise and take their rightful place in the arena of battle Matthew eleven twelve says and from the days of John the Baptist until now the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force by force get your Holy Spirit boxing gloves on get your armor on and begin to march through the maze of the yuck stuff that's happening in your life but how can I make that decree because I'm human too we know fight fight 2nd Timothy 1 7 says for God has not given us a spirit Oh, I just want to take that word out of fear, but of power, love, and sound mind. God showed me one time that is the who who in the Trinity has the power, the power of the Holy Spirit. Who has the love? The love of God is shed abroad in your heart. Who has the sound mind? You have the mind of Christ. There it is, right there. That word, fear, it represents fright, torment, terror, anxiety, worry, tension. Not of God. Not of God. Don't run off in shame, but be determined. I'm fighting. I'm done. I, I am done. I'm making my map, and I'm walking the walk. I'm done. Matthew 14, 22 through 32. When Jesus was walking on the water, the disciples thought, it's a ghost. It's a ghost. But immediately Jesus spoke to them. I think immediately he's speaking to us this morning. And he says, be of good cheer, it's I. Don't be afraid. Literally, he said, I am. And if you look up when he said that to Moses, he, here's what it actually means. The Amplified uh, says, I am who I am and what I am, and I will be what I will be. He is a mighty God. 
He is powerful. He's fearful in praises, doing wonders amongst his people. Little story. When I was nine years old, my uncle came up to Washington. I'd never met him, and he's going to take us water skiing. And they didn't tell me how to do it. And so they get these skis on me, and I'm just a little thing, and they try to pull me up out of the water, and I go, right down on my face, time and time again. And he goes, okay, Carolyn, what we're going to do, we're going to put you on the dock, and we're going to pull you off of the dock. And I got up on the dock. I held on to those ropes, shaking inside, because I don't have a clue what I'm doing. He said, use your legs. I'm using my legs. And I'm getting up, getting up. I'm up. I'm up. I'm up. I'm skiing, and all of a sudden, I'm down. What they didn't tell me this nine-year-old scared little girl, they didn't tell me let go of the rope. I look at this huge lake, and I knew if I let go of the rope, I'm going to drown because they'll never find me. So I'm holding the rope. I'm spitting water. I'm drinking water. And they're trying to tell me, <laughs> I finally, finally let go. I'm daring to ask you this morning, will you let go of that rope that is drowning you? I almost drowned myself. Will you let go and let God? As for me and my household, I say yes. I say yes. Where's that silly little map? Well, wherever it is, I have one and a half sons walking with God. One is sold out for Jesus. The others receive Christ and is thinking a lot about it. Wow. 35 years I've been praying for that. Is 35 years too long to wait? for something you've wanted every day of your life. Would you bow your heads with me this morning? You might be here this morning, and you might be saying, I, I've never asked Jesus in my heart. I, I, don't, I don't know him as the Savior of my life and the Lord of my life, would you, would you take this faith that's already been given to you and dare to believe that Jesus died for you, paid the price for your sins to give you new life so that Old things will pass away. You'll be dead to self and all things will become new. If that's you this morning and you'd like to make that decision with every eye closed, would you raise your hand? I've never asked Jesus in my heart, but I want to this morning. I want to this morning. Is that you? And it's going to wait a minute. is so good. What's our takeaway from this lesson? Our takeaway in Hebrews 4.12, 
For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. It is living. It's alive. It's alive. To reset our faith, we have to peel off old influence other than the word of God. Old stuff. Old experiences, old words from family, old, we got to peel it off and put on the Word of God. Would you stand with me? I believe this morning there's a decision to be made. If you're here, let's bow our heads again because I like us to have private time with God. If you're here this morning and you want to reset your faith, you want a new day. His mercy is new every morning. You want to start over. Would you just raise your hand? Let God see your hand. Mine's up. Mine is up. Let him see your hand. Let him see your hand. I want a reset of my faith. I want to start over afresh and anew. I want a new beginning. I want his mercy that is new this morning. I want to stand on his word like I've never done before. I want to grow and increase. I want my God to help me. That's you. Get your hand up. Don't wish you had put your hand up and didn't. Who cares what the person next to you thinks? I don't care, and you shouldn't either. I see hands all over this place, and I'll tell you right now, there's more hands that need to go up. There's more hands that need to go up. It's me, God. It's me, God. I need a fresh, new start with you. Praise the Lord.